Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Good to have you here with us. Let's get to our Counterpoint. Tonight we got Stephen LeDrew, Toronto-based lawyer, broadcaster, served at one time for the Liberal Party of Canada. Good evening, Alex. Hello there, sir. Lovely to chat with you. It is lovely. I was going to add a little caption to your uh, status, but I think I'll leave it there. No, 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 no. I I know you like to always stick that (laughs) Liberal Party thing to me. I always have to say the Liberal Party was a far different party then. It believed in free enterprise. That's when they were fun and they used to drink and stuff. Well, that's what we always did at conventions. Yeah, that's right. We came up with good policy. Uh, yeah. Well, you need to drink more because your policy's been crap uh, <laughs> Mike Van Solen also here. He's over at uh, Navigator Strategy and Communications. Hello there. Uh, hey, Alex. Great to be here. Great to be here. Okay, let's talk about uh, cheap beer. What is wrong with everybody? Everyone's got their knickers in a knot about uh, cheap beer. Uh, I happen to think that this is one of the easiest policies. It doesn't cost the taxpayers any money. It doesn't stop the PC government from doing anything of what they're doing. Are we just being snobs? People are, are losing their mind. I, you know, it's a little bit of a, we're getting this, uh, what, like we had south of the border with the Trump derangement syndrome. So we're getting a little bit of the, uh, the Ford derangement syndrome, and they just need to l- l- latch at or, or leap at something. Um, yeah, I don't know why anybody would care about this. Um, I don't even know why government even sets a minimum price, you know, a period. Uh, but we'll see how many brewers uh, sort of come forward. I think a few will to offer a, a buck of beer. Um, and uh, and why people are losing their minds and going apoplectic and, and uh, creating correlations between, oh, how could the government do this? You know, why are they thinking about a buck of beer and not uh, solving, you know, this problem or that problem? It's just crazy. It was a, a promise made on the campaign trail. He's living up to it and people should move on. Who's going crazy over this, though, Alex? Well, you're I mean, not, uh, clearly you're not in Toronto today there, Mr. LeDrew, because they're getting their... Everyone is like... Oh, everyone. Buffy the is at the star. tennis court. She can't believe her beer is going to be a buck. Star, the Toronto stars, some NDP councillors, some NDP party hacks, and, um, and maybe the CBC. I mean, <laughs> no one else gives a rat's you-know-what about this, except for those who are saying, good idea, bring it on. Now, I personally think... I think it's great that he made the promise and that he's sticking up to his promise. I personally think it's a little bit of uh, uh, communism for the government to tell brewers uh, how much they should charge for beer. I mean, the government has no business telling yep. people how much they should charge for beer. But they made the promise. They got elected. They're doing it. And everybody else, well, it's, it's the downtown. I mean, I was out of the city today, and I spoke to someone in that great little town of Sutton. Yeah. What's your view of this? That's great. Great. <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's only, as I said, the Toronto Star, the CBC, other people. You know, you know it's just good. Bring it on. Let's go. But that is, it's an important observation that I think Stephen makes, is that if you don't understand this, that you're, right. you're missing the bigger point. This is the tangible stuff, Mike, that people can understand, feel. And well, if you've got 10 bucks more in your pocket after buying a 2 4 because it's not 50 bucks opposed to 24 that makes a lot of people happy. 100%. And this is, I think, what a lot of people still miss about what voters did when they when they chose the, the, the Doug Ford government. Um, and they chose them uh, as opposed to a Liberal Party that, uh, of course, bears no uh, resemblance to the party that... Uh, 
uh, Mr. LeDrew once uh, once uh, led. But uh, people were sick of the big grandiose ideas. The government's going to roll out this big program, and and we're going to uh, you know have new roads and transit. Uh, we're we're going to give you free childcare. Uh, you know <laughs> all these sort of grandiose programs. Uh, you know even because they put the word free in front of them, and that people didn't take that hook, line, and sinker. And they said, you know what? Uh, a little bit of money off the gas tax, great. Lower income tax, great. Uh, buck a beer sounds good. And they and they kind of got, uh, you know, really transactional with their vote and said, those are things that I believe will materialize and make my life more affordable versus these big, big schemes that the, the Libs and NDP had an offer. And they said, forget it. And the government's doing it, so you know, good on them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, but uh, I, I just don't see how competition's bad. So let's bring it on. Let's talk a little bit about something that got no attention at all, and I think he should be very lucky for it that it was a long weekend. But Seamus O'Regan sending out oh. a tweet over um, over I think Saturday um, when he said, "quote We just need more job creators. Immigrants are better at creating new business and new jobs than Canadian-born people. It's simple." This was in response to the whole border crisis. The um, irregular or illegal border crossers, I'm not sure what we're allowed to call them at this point, but I'll start with you on this, uh, Stephen. You know, there is um, a narrative happening with this government, and there is a disdain for regular old Canadians. They just want to kind of play this identity politics, and I don't like it. It it proves the old point that the water in Ottawa is absolutely stinky. You You can be a sane person from Newfoundland when you go there, as Seamus was, and, uh, and then he brings out this as un-Canadian. It's against Canadians. They have lost touch. Just like our Minister of Foreign Affairs, instead of, you know, they've mucked up NAFTA, mm-hmm. and we're losing jobs. We have, you know, the whole industries across Canada are figuring out what to do. The government should be out there saying, more trade. We are going to send out trade uh, people all over the world. Saudi Arabia is a big client. Mm-hmm. And what does she do? She mucks it up. <laughs> Why? Because some woman from Saudi Arabia is saying that her rights are infringed. I'm sure that her rights are being infringed, just like thousands of people in Canada. We don't want the prince of Saudi Arabia coming to Canada and saying, you guys are being nasty to your own people. This government, between Seamus and the Minister of Foreign Affairs, they have shown that they have lost touch with average people trying to just get ahead and, and, and you know, Put bread on the table. And and Stephen, hold up Seamus's uh, comments against you know those of uh, Finance Minister Bill Morneau last year when he uh, decided that all small business owners were were were, 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 uh, were tax cheats. Yeah. And and I mean the virtue signaling doesn't well, stop. But, but Mike, does it not mean that the water in Ottawa? No, I think that's it. Are you are you <laughs> saying happened. drain the swamp? <laughs> are you wearing a red hat? <laughs> Do we need to talk? <laughs> It is. It is crazy, though. This government no. should just be. They are following the example of Wynn. And I guess now that Wynn is no longer there to run one of the worst governments in Confederation, they are saying, "Well, we're going to belly up to the bar. We're going to do it ourselves." And the ministers are crazy. I heard McKenna last week talking about we are going to take money from the people and give it back <laughs> to their programs. That's what they want. I think she got a straw stuck up her nose. She was very, very. <laughs> she was triggered last week. She was. Uh, she was not happy. If you want to look for insanity in government, look no further 
Yeah, but they think, Mike, that they've got a narrative for the 2019 election because there's no question this is going to be this is going to be an issue because 67 (laughs) percent of Canadians told said we are done with this. It's only going to get worse. Well, but the problem is they don't understand or or can't see through what the strategy will be. And they'll have to reflect um, Canadian values a little more effectively than uh, Mr. Uh, uh, O'Regan did this past weekend. Canadians have every right and we're not racist for doing it. Canadians have every right to to uh, want integrity in our immigration system and our refugee system want integrity in our borders we're we're compassionate. We get that immigrants are important to wealth generation yes. in this country. Uh, we just want some sanity in, in how the programs are run. We are we are uh, experiencing new challenges uh, in in uh, in border security uh, and what's happening at the border all the time. They're new and they just need to be dealt with. And if, if the liberals can't uh, get into just dealing with the operation of what's taking place and stop virtue signaling, they're going to alienate so many Canadians who are just going to have a common sense view of what's going on. Including and, immigrants who inclu- are going to say, I did it the right way, and this is not the right way. I yeah, mean, everyone 100%. seems to forget, Stephen, that the reason Canada's immigration has been so successful and we've had immigrants come here and create oh. dreams and businesses is because we take the best of the best. Absolutely. We have a merit-based system, and we have never been apologetic over that. Uh, what we don't have are people, uh, up to 30,000 people crossing fields and jumping, uh, the, gaming the system, because that's what they are doing. Well, they're gaming the system, but I mean, and, and not only the federal system, because it's going to be two or three years before they have a hearing. They're supposed to have, I think, yeah. within, Mike, within four weeks, they're supposed to have a hearing. So yeah. the feds can't run their own system well after that. And then they turn to the province and the city, sustain these people. And you're right, because, that's to be clear about our, our point here, it's the people who are crossing illegally, as opposed to those who are coming in by, by you know, crossing bridges or by coming in on planes and saying, hey, I live in a country where I'm at risk, and I'd like to uh, come to Canada and make a new life. And we have so many generations of people. I, I ran into a Vietnam, uh, uh, Vietnam, Vietnamese woman today. And, you know, I mean, she is so glad to be in Canada, and she has children here, and working their buns off, and they're doing a great job of it. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff we need. Yeah. And then the, for the liberals to kind of fall into this trap of getting into conversations or arguments of whether it's they're illegal border crossers or they're irregular well, they're border crossers, create a narrative. I still think I still think they're going to regret this, uh, and that uh, the conversation is going to be a lot more real um, next year when Canadians are really starting to think about the next election. Well, I think we'll see it over the next couple of months as we get more in and the cold weather comes and there's nowhere really to um, put them. Let's take a quick break here, guys, at eight twenty-eight, and when we come back, we'll talk. A a little bit more about Saudi Arabia, and it's odd, it's odd that we really haven't heard a darn thing from the guy in charge or the woman who sent out the tweet. So we'll talk about that and the problem with Saudi Arabia coming up here. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. And we've got Stephen LeDrew and Mike Van Solen here facing off on Counterpoint. Let's talk a little bit about Saudi Arabia. You touched upon it just a little bit, uh, Stephen, before the break. But um, out of nowhere, Saudi Arabia decides to pick a fight with Canada. And uh, to which I say, to hell with you, Saudi Arabia. Let's bring this on. As far as I'm concerned, Mike, um, we should be cutting them off at the knees because we don't need them. We don't like them. And um, well, we don't need them. But the bottom line is, I I mean, you've got tweets being sent out by, um, you know, those in Saudi Arabia with like 
planes going into the CN Tower and that. I don't know what game they're playing, but we have a we have no one in Ottawa addressing any of it, so well, no one knows what's going on. What we need is leadership in Ottawa, and I just you know there there's a number of different ways to deal with uh, regimes like this. You can you can ha- you can have sanctions and, and sort of uh, sort of stonewall them, uh, or you can do like we we do with China and, and that we were doing with Saudi Arabia, which is that we were trying to engage them economically. Um, we we have a 15 billion dollar light armor vehicle uh, lav deal that was signed you know sure by the Stephen Harper government, but the Trudeau that government that never should have happened. But the, but the Stephen Harper Trudeau Trudeau came in and and he supported it and and we were engaging with them and this t- the tweet I don't think matters a, a lick I think the Saudi Arabia government uh, had sense that the Trudeau government was pulling back and had been pulling back for some time so wait wait, you, wait what's going on here we're talking <laughs> about which tweet I mean it's actually our minister of foreign affairs who tweeted saying that Saudi Arabia was treating this woman who. Uh, who I guess has some connection to Canada, but she is a citizen of Saudi Arabia. Well, her brother, uh, it, yeah. it was jailed. Yeah. And, and, and she, was, yeah. she was interfering in their internal business, and they're saying, well, we don't like this anymore, and so stuff it to you, Canada. So Canada started it, not Saudi Arabia. And I'm just wondering whether it's a diversion tactic by the Minister of Foreign Affairs to take away from the fact that NAFTA is now mucked up. We don't have any trade agreements. She should be sending herself and others all over the world to get trade. We have a good trading partner of Saudi Arabia, United States, Britain trades with Saudi Arabia, and now she has mucked it all up because of one woman, and it's a political matter. It's not as though she's, you know, being whipped for 50 lashes every day. It's politics, and why Saudi Arabia? Why would we do some of that with some countries in Africa? This is just high, you know, hijinks from the Minister of Foreign Affairs. And if you want to talk about helping Saudi Arabia, we have 16,000 students every year here learning about Canada, learning about a free society, and then they go back to Saudi Arabia and they say, well, you know what? We should treat women better. We should have a better society here because we've seen how it works in Canada. And now they're gone. Yeah, I mean, well, this is so wrong on all accounts, Alex, and you shouldn't pick on that tweet back. Our minister started it. Well, yeah, right, but but we have a Canadian over there in jail. Uh, he's been there for years, and now his sister has been uh, arrested. So I think the tweet was probably sent out to say, "Hey, let our guy go." Um, but for, but, but, but it was such a benign tweet. I just, I just don't think. But that's my point. That the tweet doesn't come out of nowhere, and or the the tweet isn't the the whole story. Right. There, the the Trudeau government has been inconsistent. Like, started out, uh, yeah. came into power. They were engaged with Saudi Arabia. They wanted to in- increase economic connections, and you know, and the and the students were really important as a way to sort of build cultural understanding. And but they've been pulling back and pulling back for reasons I don't entirely uh, know. Um, and so I think this is just the last straw. And they said, screw it. You're, you're done. We're, well, we're done. But, but and, and they're but probably I think signaling to other countries one, as well. Canada is losing on this one. Right. Oh, I agree. Uh, well, I don't, I don't, honestly, in the bigger picture, we could, we could live without without Saudi oil. They only do 10%. But, but I will say, look. The oil. Uh, um, buy our stuff, Alex. Well, not not enough to like it would it would sting. I get the students we would we would feel that a little bit, but but overall it's not the biggest loss. But having said that, Mr. Trudeau has made no mistake of his adoration for, for Iran, and maybe Saudi has been feeling signals to say, "Hey, like you're on the other side here." So maybe they're just fed up because there's no question on the world stage he presents as a weak leader. And seeing Donald Trump kick him around with the trade deals and all the rest of it, maybe Saudi just said, "You know what? Up yours." We could do this too. I mean, on American TV. Uh 
week and a half ago, I was on it, and the host uh, called. Uh, he said, "Well, your prime minister is known around the world now as a buffoon." <laughs> a buffoon. That's being I kind. Was, oh, I, I, I yeah. felt so badly, but you know what? It is. He's got one. He's got a one trick, and that is gender equality and everything else. You know the heck with it. So, I mean, our minister of foreign affairs stuck her nose into this. She should have done it through diplomacy instead of something public like this. And now we are going to lose a lot of money. We're going to lose a lot of jobs, a lot of exports. And if you want to talk about righteousness, bring those Saudi Arabians here as students and show them what a great country we have. Let's talk about freedom of speech. Um, Is free speech under attack? Facebook, Apple, YouTube, Spotify, they have all banned InfoWars, which is the baby of Alex Jones. Um, And if you don't know who Alex Jones is, here's just kind of a taste of how he sounds. You'll never, never defeat the human spirit. You'll never defeat God. You'll never win. Never, never, ever. Never! And this is where we get tested. So rejoice to God Almighty for this animating contest of liberty. Ah! And that was just as he got out of bed. <laughs> well, that's the morning show. If you had a morning show, you'd be like that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be like like in the exorcist, yeah, when her head spins off. Uh, but nonetheless, look, I don't like Alex Jones. Um, bottom line, I won't miss Alex Jones if he's not heard, Mike. But to me, if, if these social media platforms are going to start taking this stance, who's next? Because there's well, equally gross stuff on the left, too. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't see it as a, as a free speech thing. Those are private companies that, you know, play an important role in... in uh, I get it in society today, but if they want to axe Alex Jones, that's fine. He he can still put up his videos, do the stuff. Wow. He, he he hasn't been censored from the internet. I'm sure he has a huge following. And, 10 and million people, people. People who like him will, will continue to seek him out. Um, so I just think that these companies are facing increasing pressure with all the talk about, you know, election meddling and the Russians, that they need to show some responsibility in how they uh, allow people on or off their their platforms, but they're private companies, and that's uh, you know good on them. And those who want to find Alex Johnson or Alex Jones won't have any trouble uh, doing that. Yeah, look, um, he says some very, very, very dumb things, but he's got a huge entertainment factor. And you Is know, it dumb or vile, Alex? Yeah. If it's vile, I mean, you know, there are certain laws uh, regarding speech. The old famous case in the United States: you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. You can't go on the airwaves and advocate pedophilia. You can't go on and, and talk about, you know, you, you can't, about, you know, I mean, just, there's just so many terrible examples I want to talk about. You know, you can't, you can't say anything Hitler. anymore. Yep. So those are things. Now, I don't know Alex Jones that well. I mean, what you just showed or what you just listened to just sounds like some sort of big gas bag. Well, he made, a real, he made a real stink about the Sandy Hook. I mean, the real yeah, turning point was, was him really saying stupid, it was a fake. Right? Yeah, he, he's, well, he's very ignorant. He's, yes. Yeah. And that, that was hateful. So, it's, you know, there's always a fine line there. I think that there is a, a case to be made that certain things should not be allowed on the airways. And if he's just a, you know, an ignoramus, well, you know, let him go. If he is uh, advocating you know, shooting of children, well, clearly... This guy should be you know pulled off. Yeah, but and but it's it's not a censorship issue. That's, that's the only point I want to underscore. It's you know global global gets gets to make choices all the time on the yes. di- 
clients that they have, the hosts that they that, that they uh, they put on their shows, and I see Facebook and others as as making no uh, a different commercial choice uh, than an, any media company would uh, in this situation. And this guy, you know, he, he's well, he will find his audience, and people who want to listen to a windbag like him will do so. Um, but uh, I think private companies, commercial companies, media companies should have every right to to say who who they want to air or not. Well, it's just like newspapers. Look at the newspapers in our town and who they, who they publish, and you know when you hit the Toronto Star, you know which way it's going to go. They don't want anybody who is uh, you know, right of center. No. They only want people who are left, 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 left. Yep. And you know it. When yep. you're buying it, you know what you're going to get. So if you, you, you know, turn on to a certain station with that guy, you know what you're going to get. Exactly. All right. Guys, thank you. Got to wrap it up on that point. We've got Mike Van Solen as well as Stephen LeDrew joining us tonight. You're on point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.